Hey guys. Hey. What's up? We um sorry we got disconnected a minute ago. Um there are a million people walking their dogs right now and mine is not on the leash, so everyone is freaking out. <laughs> um Your dog anywho. might have rabies. And uh no, he has his rabies shot, so he's good. <laughs> he is good to go. They don't know that though. No, they don't, but they might walk. Uh, <laughs> well, like, moonlight. moonlight walks. So the sky is really clear here. It's beautiful. I don't know if what it's like in Ohio, but South Carolina is providing some excellent skylight tonight. Awesome. Um, so the question t- slash topic at hand that came up a little bit earlier was. Initiating conversations. Yeah, but that's it. Initiating conversations and. How? I'm interested because I'm an extrovert. I just get up in people's business and I'm like, hey. What are you doing? How are you? Where are you from? What do you do? How old are you? Do you have any kids? And I just immediately ask all, like, drill them with questions, and I'm not afraid. Whereas Natalie is the polar opposite, mm-hmm. and she waits to, for people like me to come to her. Right. So I'm interested to and hear. continue the conversation, not initiate. So you continue it. I will continue the conversation. But you don't start it. Correct. Robert, what do you do? Uh, I have my days. I have my days. You just have to be in it, though. Like you, you know, you go to a networking event, you don't know anybody. You have to start the conversation, and it's like, oh god, this sucks, but I got to do it. Absolutely. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Do you have a follow-up question? No, I don't. Continue this conversation. I'm done. Or I'll just take. Does anyone else have any questions right now? It's an interesting thing. Um. No. I. Uh. I have an. I have uh, my grandpa's sister so i guess my great aunt uh she's a lot like that she she is like an extrovert but she only has so much time before she like reverts back to her introvertness it's really it's really kind of strange so um, how does how does okay that's an interesting thing how does she rub off on like how, how does she come off to you I haven't seen her in years and, and it was always strange as a kid seeing her and knowing how bubbly and, and outgoing and stuff she was. And then it would be not, not like a switch, but like when she was done, she was done. You know what I mean? And it was like, it. yeah. And, and I kind of guess I feel like that sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm just socially done at the moment. Um, or sometimes I'm like, ah, I don't feel very social today. Um, but I've gotten over that a lot uh, in the last six years with my job. I'm in marketing. I'm in front of people every day. I'm talking to people who don't want to talk to me every day. So I have to be ready to talk even to people who don't want to talk to me. So, so that's um, an interesting dynamic, though, But because you, you say that, that at work you're on it because you have to, because you're in a marketing capacity. And for right. me personally, I can understand that. But then you talk about anything that has to do with like a personal aspect or an after work situation after five o'clock or whatever, right. then how do you approach some of those conversations? I like, uh, you know, I like when people, I do like when people start conversations with me um, personally. Again, I guess it depends on the day, how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling, you know, extra bubbly or if I'm feeling more introverted. So I have my days. 
I mean, I can absolutely uh, relate to that as well. Mm-hmm. You have your days where you just you have to talk to people. You have to answer that phone. You have to be bubbly. You talk about the weather and do that mindless chit chat. Versus the days where um, you you're just not feeling it at all. Right. It's just like I just want to avoid people at all costs. Right. Well, it's interesting as an extrovert, I um really I don't always come here funny. I don't always have those days, but. Um, it's, it's definitely there and, but it's few and far in between. I don't kind of, I don't avoid people a lot. I ask Natalie, I I strike up a conversation at Walmart or a dive bar or you name it. I started, I started a conversation with someone. So how this topic originally came into play was the fact that we were talking about how we've never actually vacationed together and it's been a long time since we've been friends since middle school that we've had like an overnight quote unquote with each other. Right. And our personalities are totally different where Whitney will actually start the conversation. We'll strike up a conversation with anybody, Joe Blow on, you know, the corner of the bar. It doesn't matter. But I personally (laughs) won't start a conversation. I'll continue the conversation and I'll keep asking questions to keep it moving forward. But um, how those two personalities kind of work together to, you know, round it all out. Which is where we have arrived at this conversation of topic of initiating conversations. Okay. So there's a little bit of the backstory for you. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Just a heads up for everyone that's listening to this podcast. Natalie and I just got out of the bathtub. We were sure drinking, did. We at were drinking the last two hours. a nice red bottle of Malbec from Argentina. <laughs> um, and... I saw Talking about life in our, our, our childhood. And it's interesting because I know Natalie's parents and she knows my parents. And we talked about perceptions. Most of the time, Natalie and I have, Natalie and I have decided that, like, it's interesting as a little girl how to view, like, your friend's family. Um, and the way that I viewed her family was a lot different than what she experienced growing up. And... Vice versa. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, although you were kind of on point. I mean, my parents are pretty chill and laid back and right. pretty hippie-ish. And you yeah. nailed that on the head. And now as an adult, like, my parents will call me and they'll be like, hey, I love you. I hope you're having a great day. Whereas hers might be like, what are you doing? What kind of trouble are you getting into? And, like, still yeah. trying to be that protective parent at, you know, 30 years old. Which, come on, let's get over yourselves. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I... So, Robert, with your with your parents and growing up, um, how do you how do you view like let's say your best friend's family, and are you still friends now? And how do you relate to their their parent their so parents? So, your perception now? of them growing up, first and foremost, or your earliest memory of them, and how you may view them now, and how you think that might have changed, or what factors may have changed your perception of that if it has changed. Oh, okay. Um, that's some heavy shit there for you. <laughs> that is, that is, that's that's a that's a two parter. That's a two side. You know how how did I perceive his parents and and how I know he perceived my parents? Um, oh man, um, I I see my best friend's mom more than I see my best friend these days. Uh, we've become very close, and uh, she's a she's a peach she 
she was like that perfectionist mom. She like cleaned his room and like everything was always spotless and spick and span. And, and she had a husband um, who was like eight feet tall and she's like five foot nothing. And they were just so cute and so sweet and so loving towards each other. Uh, you know, and they were, they are, they're, relationship is something that I, I looked up to. Um, so my perception of them, she was a little kooky and quirky. Um, and, and now I, I guess because I'm an adult, we relate on a lot more aspects than we had in the past. You know, when we have that history, we've been my best friend, me and him have only been friends since high school. Okay. Um, so but me and him are best friends. There's nothing that will ever change that. Nothing he could do would ever change uh, our friendship, to be honest. Um, so we've always been there for each other. We'll always be there for each other. So his mom, his mom just loves me. And I love her just as much as, as she loves me. And, and Randy's kind of equally as a part of my family, although he doesn't see my parents as much as I see his mom, sure. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you know, like we've talked about my dad being kind of a gruff asshole and, uh, like growing up, my mom was like, Randy, uh, you're here enough. You know, when you get here, you can just walk into the house, you know, you don't have to knock. So like the next time Randy comes over, uh, he just walks in the back door and my dad's like, what do you think you're doing? Oh. And, and, and Randy's like, what? And he's like, you just walk into people's house like that. He's like, Kelly told me that I could just come in. And, and my dad's like, no, no, this is my house. Go back outside and knock. Is, is, Ke- <laughs> is Kelly the wife, the mom? Ke- Kelly's First my name mom. Basis. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly. He's like Kelly said that I could just come in, and and my dad's like, "No, this is my house. Go back out and knock." And my best friend literally went back outside and and knocked on the door. And then my dad was like, "You can come in," you know, and open the door. So, uh, I think he he understood my parents. Um, He didn't hate them. Like even after my dad did that to him, he still was like your dad's kind of cool and like oh all right well i think he's kind of a dick but that's because you don't really live there um so how i perceived his parents and how he perceived mine is is definitely different i'm sorry what did you say we have dog problems we have dog problems (laughs) So this is this is very interesting how we perceive our friends' parents. So um, how do you think that your friend perceived maybe you and your parents? Yeah, you and your parents. Because actually, now that I think about it, I'm just going to go on a tangent for two seconds. We were, on, we're already on that yeah. tangent. Um, so... Natalie mentioned, she said, you know what? Maybe my mom is harboring some anger from when you were little. And I'll tell you right now, Robert, I was a, I raised hell. Mm-hmm. But I was a responsible were, were, hell raiser. Were you though? 
yes. I never did drugs. Subjective. I never did drugs. I was 16 or 17 when I had my first. No, I was 13 when I had my first Corona. My dad gave it to me. Shout out Bruce Brewer for the Corona. Appreciate you. You started me young. Um, but I, f- I feel like, uh, you know, my grandfather gave me scotch when I was nine. My dad gave me Corona when I was 13. And then it got to a point where. I don't know, like, I was going to, like, I was pretending to go to raves because I was hanging out with people that, like, would go to raves and were, like, four or five years older than me. And so all of these parents, literally, like, now as an adult, I'm getting these messages, like, you were the badass in middle school. And I'm like, what? me? What? Out of all people? Like, I, I never went to prison. I never, I never had, like, I've never been kicked out of somewhere. I've never, like, I used to drink. I would drink every once in a while, but it was never anything crazy. And so the perception that Natalie's parents maybe see me as, I can see is true. That's trouble. Because I probably, like, instigated bad situations. Right. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't labeled, I guess, for them it was bad. Yeah, but but they don't know. Anything had to do with drugs or drinking done for me i i thought it was just a normal like growing up this is my teenage years this is what is supposed to happen and so i find it really interesting she's not the first person to say that i remember someone else from middle school said the same thing like you were trouble because you were hanging out with meredith mole and like i I wore some beaded bracelets on my arms guys that's what i did yep that was my style and apparently it was not okay so (laughs) it's very interesting to hear how people perceive you like and really, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Oh, my God. I was totally going to send you a picture. <laughs> I was I was in – I was looking through my clothes, and I found some shorts um, that I kept ever since high school. Um, my shorts were all ripped and tattered, and, and I had my own weird style. And, um, you know, you could see my boxers or whatever through the rips in my shorts. And it's funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny that you bring up my best friend and and his parents. I was on vacation with them, um, Cumberland Lake, and they went with a couple of other parents. And um, long story short, like we went out swimming and, you know, I obviously left my clothes and stuff back at back at the cabin and I come back. And they all have like a shit eating grin on their face. And I'm like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? What are you, what are you up to? And they're like, well, we got tired of seeing your boxers. So we fixed your shorts. Oh, and I was like, I was like, what? They were like, they sewed kitty cat print, like corduroy material into the holes of my. Bet you didn't wear those shorts shorts. again. (laughs) No, I was like, these are fantastic. I'm going to wear these <laughs> everywhere. I definitely like, wore those shorts again. All the time. Uh, and I still have them. I still, I just saw them okay, tonight. Okay, yes. And Please I was send gonna, me a photograph of them. I was, that I was to totally going to send it and be See, like, check look out at my... the memories that we're bringing up right now. Mm. <laughs> Childhood traumas, the great memories. I remember listening to uh, uh, Hanson on Natalie's bed and jumping on her bed, which was probably really? not allowed. Yes, I yeah, very much. probably not allowed. The no tramp- fun. No fun allowed. No fun allowed at Natalie's house. There was, uh, you although you did have a trampoline, yeah. that yeah. was cool. Yeah. I didn't have that. Oh my god, do you want to do you want to hear my Hanson memory? Oh yeah. Yes, let's please. please. Oh my Hanson memories, please. Just terrible memories. Oh my god. <laughs> so I have three sisters, right? So I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was my birthday. And I woke up, I had my base, my room in the basement, 
and I fucking woke up on my birthday. I don't know which one it was. I don't remember when Hanson was popular, but I woke up to like a life-size poster of Hanson stuck to my wall. And I was like, what the fuck is that? That is amazing. That is awesome. How did I not wake up to Zach Hanson in my bedroom? <laughs> I am really upset right friends, now. Then. He, he was my favorite. Put that drummer, the little drummer boy that could in my bedroom. Put him in my bedroom. I want him around me all the time. He's probably often married with children. All of them are. They're touring I, again. Oh, FYI. I, well, they can all kiss my ass because they're all older than water now and they're skin's all wrinkly and they're miserable no i'm I'm pretty sure they're not much older than we are uh they're not like don't tell anybody robert <laughs> they're about the same same age i want to say mm-hmm. zach is probably going or no isaac is probably getting to be about 40 years old that sounds about right sounds about right because he's about 10 years older than us okay well groovy um yeah, are there? Do you have any questions for us? Comments? What, uh, what, I'm, I'm what was our topic to... again? I don't even remember what the topic uh, was. Initiating conversation. Our entire topic was initiating conversation. Oh and man, we shared any ties, stories? That ties back into our 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 topic of yesterday: the the being inside your own oh, head. Yeah. You know, yes, being worrying, inside your own head for sure. Worrying if you know, does this person even want to talk to me? Do they care about anything I have to say? So you can overanalyze those those striking ups of conversations like fuck i even i remember trying to dance with a chick at a club one time and she just shook her head at me like no thanks like whoa interesting (laughs) you know so that you know that so even just starting up a conversation you're kind of like does this person even want to talk to me or today that's interesting that you say that because we did that exercise a couple weeks ago where we were basically hugging strangers, and you could just basically tell them no when you were rejected. Like, how did that make you mm-hmm. feel? Was it about right. you, or was it about them? Feeling comfortable. Uh, I made it about them. I, I did I too. Was... But did you? Would you have made it about them before this training that we went through? Yeah, yeah, I would have. Okay, yeah, I, I, I stood personal. there. I stood there. I'm a hugger, so I stood there with a four for everybody because I that's who I am like you're a person you're a human being you know an embrace isn't anything but an embrace you know what I mean I agree so it was it was there was no question in my mind there was no doubt in my mind no matter who I came up with or who I came to it was going to be a hug for you and and if you didn't want to hug me I would I would take that rejection you know from you so it was it was about, I guess it was about them. Okay. It's Interesting. Not, not everyone's a hugger. Mm, well, I get that. I am, but I was rejected by one individual. Mm-hmm. And at first it hurt my feelings. And actually, my coach, Robert, was right next to me when it happened. And apparently she mm-hmm. commented on it later and was like, I saw the shock in your face. Oh. She was like, I saw how shocked you were that that person didn't trust you to hug you. And I'm like... It was the only one over the whole weekend that didn't, and I got pissed at first. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then I thought about it, and I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. what if I look like an ex? Or what if I look like somebody that stole money from her? Or what if I look like somebody that her did mother, her dirty? Baby. Or her mother, or whomever. Right. Um, so it was really powerful to see that it's not always about you. You. Right. It wasn't a reflection of you. It was, it was a it was a reflection of them. It was their choice. Right. 
Exactly. Did you get your workout in tonight? Not yet. Not yet. You're on you're yeah. a night it's out. 11 o'clock PM. I know. I'm still uh packing for breakthrough training and hey! getting, all, getting all my ducks in a row for that. And uh So that's Thursday through Sunday, right? Thursday through Sunday. All right. And Sunday starts at noon tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you now that you're more than welcome to come to graduation. If well, you guess like. what? I was already planning on being there. Oh, boy. Awesome. Hey, I was already hey. planning on being there. Awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see you. Yeah. All right, well, um, on that note, Zach and I are going to watch some of the rest of development. Yeah, we are. All right. Because I've never seen that. I'm gonna... And I'm going to let you get your workout on, and we will chit-chat tomorrow. Is and that cool? I also say thank you for being a part of our another podcast talking about absolutely absolutely i love you both initiating conversations even though we <laughs> went on 900 tangents <laughs> like you know it's the yellow brick road and all kinds of adventures and food <laughs> follow the yellow brick road oh, oh no <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong movie that was the wrong thing you were not in charlie and the chocolate factory <laughs> okay well yep mm-hmm. anyway that's our comedic relief for the entire heavy shit that we talked about in the last <laughs> 45 is. minutes it is Whatever, it doesn't matter. Twenty-one minutes. It's fine. Your timing is off. It's fine. But um, yeah. Feel free to send me a picture of those shorts and. Oh, I'm definitely going to. All the other listeners. I. On. Go ahead. This podcast. Yeah. We want to thank you as well for tuning in to whatever number episode this is, and listening to us record our conversations and rants. I'm Whitney. And there's Robert. Yep. Robert's out. <laughs> On the other end, I was like, okay, we'll get better at this. It's fine. I'll introduce you, though. It's fine. I know there was no introduction. We apologize for that. But also, we don't because it's way more organic and conversational <laughs> that way. So. It's way. <laughs> we like, yeah, we like the organic. We'll just stay yes, organic. Organic. Oh, real quick before we get off of here. Okay. Uh, like an- analysis paralysis. Can you explain that to Natalie? Because I think I tried calling her out on her shit tonight yeah, and she, she was totally. maybe a little confused about analysis paralysis no, I'm not confused. I just okay continue analysis paralysis is mm. just overthinking overthinking and just letting it stop you in your tracks it's and, and, it, and it can't even be like it can be an instantaneous occurrence like or a mental like, block where you don't actually take action you're very aware of it absolutely absolutely like um meeting new people or meeting new friends uh or setting a boundary for the first time right and and we're getting up in front and talking in front of people you know you get up there and like we talked about you know you had something to say you had a million feelings and a million ideas and then the instant you're up there you freeze you know that's Mm -hmm. that's your analysis paralysis that's your overthinking you're overstimulated and you just everything kind of goes blank and you're paralyzed maybe from fear or from fear of fucking up. Um, fear of rejection. Fear of rejection. Fear of abandonment. Fear of whatever the fuck verb, adjective that you want to put in there. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for sharing that. Um, I know that you two have that a lot in common. Um, when I see a fork in the road, I'm like, let's just pick a side and see what happens. 
<laughs> so I have no analysis paralysis, so I don't understand, but it's interesting to hear a lot of my, a lot of my friends have that and they're, I don't know. I, I, of course I'm working, like, just pick a side and see what happens. People are working through it. But, um, they're working through their feelings of guilt, their feelings of abandonment, their feelings of inadequacy, their feelings of insecurities, whatever, whatever that verb is that you want to throw in there. Touche. Mm-hmm. Analysis paralysis. I told you, did I tell you the story about picking up my daughter from school? No. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me tell you this right, real ready. quick. Let's go. Okay. So after discovering, I told you some, a lot of my issues reside with my dad. Um, we were supposed to have, we're, we're going to a family weekend um, at my sister, my sister's house. She has like a lake in the back of her house where we're going to camp out uh, for the weekend. So, and you guys will start to understand where I get my analysis paralysis from or my overanalyzation um it's it's friday we're gonna go as soon as my daughter gets out of school my daughter's supposed to go from school to daycare and i can pick her up from daycare well i get a call and the daycare's water main breaks so i'm supposed to pick her up from school if i can Mind, it's her second day. Mind, I'm not supposed to pick her up from school. So I've never picked her up from school. It's her second day of this school ever. So I have no idea what I'm doing. But I get directions from her mother saying there's a pickup circle. You wait in the pickup circle. And um, and you drive up and you pick up your kid. So I get there a little bit early. And I'm sitting in the pickup circle. Uh, my dad's in the car. Told you. Learned from the weekend that. Some of my issues reside with him. So I was like, man, I don't, my sister lives in Toledo. I was like, I don't really want to ride three and a half hours with my dad in the car right now. My, my feelings are too much on edge. My, my emotions are too high. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, he's my dad. I'm not always going to get to spend time with him. Like, sure. Yeah. You can ride with me. So we're sitting in the pickup circle and we're just sitting there, you know, it, it's 10, 15 minutes before, the, the bell rings before she's supposed to get out of school and we're just sitting there waiting. And for the whole 15 minutes that we're sitting there, my dad is like, you're not in the right spot. Uh, you're not, um, this isn't where you're supposed to be. You need to go talk to somebody. You need to do this. And basically for 15 minutes, it was, you're not doing it right. 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 So eventually I, I took it long enough. And I said, dad, I am exactly where I was told I'm supposed to be. And no, I've never picked her up before, but I will proceed from here and I will pick up my daughter just fine. And he goes, whoa, chill out, dude. Oh, my God. And I wanted to punch him in his fucking throat. I wanted to punch him in his fucking throat. Like it took every fucking ounce of me like and that's that's where it comes from it comes from that him analyzing everything that i'm fucking doing and just and if and not he meeting doesn't... that baseline that he his perception is right and it's like dude like whether you were here or not whether you were in the fucking car or not i would have picked up my daughter just fine so your right. negativity your opinion of the situation is null and void. I don't really care what you think. Like I'm sitting here, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And of course I drive up and they're like, who are you looking for? And I'm like, I'm picking up Addison and Addison's like, daddy, daddy, you know, and she jumps in the car. So 
for 15 minutes, his opinion was that I was fucking doing it wrong. When, and after that, it's irrelevant. And, and, and yeah, and the fact of the matter was, was I was exactly where I was supposed to be and I was doing it exactly right. But his opinion for 15 fucking minutes was that I was doing it absolutely wrong. Wow. So that's where the, that's where a lot of the analysis paralysis comes from. It, it's like, boy, can I really say that? He, yeah, he is the type of person that the Murphy's Law, what can go wrong will go wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm just not like that. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And if I'm not, I'll figure it out from there. Right. You have to make mistakes to learn from them. Right. Whoa. Chill out, dude. I wanted to punch him. How about you chill out first? And then maybe I'll chill out. Right. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's thank you for sharing that story. That's um I'm sure many, many, many people can relate with that. Mm-hmm. Right. That parental perception slash control slash And good for you for standing up for yourself. Right. I had that's, to call that's my the second half of it. That's overcoming that paralysis. So what did what did he say? Other what than he... chill out, bro. No, that was that was it. I, was I it. left it. I left it at that. It was because, like I said, at that point, I just wanted to punch him in his throat. But, um, yeah. you know, he. I guess he's not used to me pushing back like that, and and I probably wouldn't have if it hadn't gone on for so long. And it was just like, push the button, push the button, push the button, push the so button. So obviously, how long? Well, how long did it take for your buttons to be pushed? It was like, it was that 15 minutes, uh-huh. you know, it, I, it was mm-hmm. like, I just wanted him to stop. I wanted him to shut up, you know, and, and I didn't want to have to. Um, so I, I avoid confrontation. That's just, okay. Well, I do too. That's, uh, that's who I am. You know, I don't, I don't, unless I have to. And, and, and it's like, <sighs> confrontation is last resort at that point. Right. Confrontation. All other options. Right. Confrontation for myself is one thing, but like, let somebody fuck with my kid and they, they will be punched in the throat. You know, yeah. let somebody fuck with one of my friends. They will be punched in the throat without a second thought. But when it comes to me and standing up for me, it's different. I love it. It's real. Um, so what advice would you give to people that have analysis paralysis on how to face it, overcome it and push through those not necessarily Rackets. even that. What's maybe the first step or what's some sort of recommendation that you can give to other people that might be um, struggling with the paralysis part? How to overcome that portion of it. Because wow, it just... seems like you've kind of struggled with that yourself and have overcome it a few times. So definitely. Definitely a struggle. And, and I guess um, practice makes perfect. You know, mm. it, it, it's it's acting instead of considering all the options, you know, sitting and wasting the time and, and considering every possibility that could go wrong and just, you know, yeah, take your time and formulate a game plan, but you know, you know, fuck Murphy's law. That's that. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is, fuck Murphy's law. You know, the, you know, listeners who don't know what Murphy's Law is. Yeah. Well, what can go wrong will go wrong. What Murphy's can go law. wrong will go wrong. That yeah, is exactly yeah. it. And, and that's just, that's, it's not life, you know, and, and things do go wrong, but it, it's, you know, it, on an optimistic level, things go right way more 
than they do wrong. Well, that also has to deal with your perception. Right. <clears throat> Which is very profound, so well done. <laughs> well done. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Um, I welcome. think we're going to hop off of here so you can get your workout done. And, uh, yes, ma'am. You don't have to call me ma'am. <laughs> you can just call me Whitney. All right, Whit. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I like Whit even more because I only let my favorite people call me that. Right on. Right on. Well, get your get yourself exercise, and um, I'm sure I'll be speaking to you after this podcast. But thanks for joining in with us on an impromptu evening. We appreciate you. It, I mean, it's not going to happen forever because I'm not going to be with Natalie forever. So. Right on. Well, then you know we could do a three way. Well, we are planning on doing a three-way. Um, she lives in Cleveland, and I live in Columbus, and obviously you're... Call it up. Call it up. So I, we're thinking um, every other Wednesday doing a group Perfect. call. Considering this, this Wednesday started out with Wine Down Wednesday. Wine Down Wednesday, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to be able to visit Natalie when I'm working up in Cleveland. So. Well, uh, when you go work up in Cleveland, let me know, and I will meet you in Cleveland. Dude, let Perfect. Me know. My number is hard. <laughs> don't say your phone number over the internet. Don't podcast your phone number. Yeah, don't podcast your phone number. But let's all hang out in Cleveland. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's like a hotel there all the time. Okay, excellent. Great. You're welcome. Okay, well, everyone have well, I'm with Have Matt, a great morning, so. have a great evening, have a great afternoon, whatever the fuck time you're actually listening to this. Have a great day. All right. Love you Amen. all. Amen. Amen. I we will talk to you soon, Robert. Have a good night. Thanks, Robert. Peace out.